You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. So we're sharing part three of our relationship series uh, in repair. And we've been talking about different topics. It's not necessarily for married people only or people who are in a romantic relationship. Uh, We started with identity in the first uh, message. And last week you talked about uh, belonging, belonging, how to belong, and Mm -hmm. specifically the importance of belonging to a church community. Mm-hmm. to belong into the body of Christ. And that's of ultimate importance, especially for people of faith who follow Christ. So today, I want to bring it, or we are going to bring it to relationships. And it's, it's, it's going to be, we'll have, we'll have some focus in married relationships. But this is a message that you can apply to every single relationship, friendship that you have, or even professional relationship. And we're calling this message, Relationship R and R. Relationship R and R. It's so everybody knows about R and R, right? That you can you can have a good R and R, and and people talk about the importance of having R and R. And R and R stands for rest and recovery. If you are a workout person, you know rest. you have an R and R day, like a day of rest and recovery. Rest and relax. Exactly, or rest and recuperation. It's mm-hmm. another word. That's the uh, the nice the, big yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. So rest is important. Not mm-hmm. only for the body, it's important for the soul. Rest is important because uh, 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 we need that. God designed us to rest each day. That's why we sleep every mm-hmm. night, because we need rest. Um, but it's important also uh, to rest our spirit. So that's why God commanded that we take a day a week to rest, and rest in Him, and trust in Him. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though rest and recovery is essential for each one of us, it is very important. There's an additional set of R&R that is foundational for relationships. So we're kind of making up this, this term, uh, this R&R. But we're talking about respect and responsibility. Ooh. The importance of respect <laughs> and responsibility. Uh, this is essential. Imagine uh, how much better marriages would be if respect was present and valued. And responsibility was present and valued. I would dare say if you lose respect in a relationship, that's one of the things that's really hard to recover. You lose the relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So I want to read a parable that Jesus shared, uh, and it'll be on the screen for you. It's found in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44. And it says this, uh, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So I want you to think about everything that is part of the kingdom of heaven, because that's what Jesus is talking about, meaning things that God has instituted, things that God has ordained for your life. It's not only God's rule, meaning God as the ruler, but it's God's rule, meaning God's dominion, His way of life. And as a Jesus follower, if you are a Jesus follower, uh, He has introduced us, brought us into a new way of life for everyone. Everyone that follows Jesus enters this rule, which is the kingdom of heaven, right? It's God's way of life. It's like, it's so, so what Jesus is saying, that God's way of life is like finding that treasure mm-hmm. in a field and then giving everything for it because you discover that it's so precious, that it's so important. But there are some other things that are part of it. I don't know if you've ever felt that, right? Yeah. People watching, I'm sure they've felt that. There are other things that are part of that, that, that because when you think of kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, we usually, what, what people normally think about? Um, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Usually people think of prayer. Yeah, like yeah. The, uh, rituals, Going to church. things, right? Things yeah. that you do. Um, reading the scripture. Reading the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Communion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the truth is that kingdom of heaven involves everything that God has established. Everything that's godly is part of that realm. And that includes relationships. Yeah. Right? Because God said, let's make men into our likeness. Mm-hmm. And we know that God is three. 
-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So he, he, in our making, there's a divine imprint for relationships. Right. We, right. we crave it. We yeah. need it. It's not something that we can live without. Yeah. So if you, if you put relationships in, as part of that realm of the treasure, right, that you find, mm -hmm. uh, you can see why it's important for us to value it enough to respect it and, and hold, hold it with responsibility. To, in essence, yeah. give everything for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Think about, like, those of us who grew up in a godly home, right? Would you not give everything for it? Yeah. If you, if you lead a family right now, maybe you're a head of household, like you have kids, would you not give everything for your family? Right? Mm -hmm. Think about uh, those who have a friendship that's divine, like that, that good friend. Um, are you not willing to make the sacrifices that, is, that are needed? To nurture and invest in that relationship, mm -hmm. right? Or, or somebody who may have found a godly spouse, you know, that was a God-ordained thing, right? Wouldn't you literally die for your spouse? Would you? I guess so. Would you? <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> if you have to put me on the spot on camera, Dang. it's being recorded live. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah, our relationships, divine relationships, are worth everything. So if our relationships are part of that treasure, it's important for us to un understand that we need to pre preserve it. Yeah. That you need, we need to value it because it, it's easy to misvalue it, yeah. to and, mistreat it. And I think also, like if you treasure can be a distant thing, but think about something that's special that you have in your home and how you yeah. take care of it. Like when mm -hmm. you get a new iPhone. Nobody touches your iPhone, right? Because yeah. it's like... Because if it breaks, it's a Because if it breaks, it's a grand. But you treat it as a treasure, right? Yeah. Well, how do you treat it? It's the same parallel. Like how you treat your relationships. Do you, do you allow yeah. things to harm it, to scratch it, to dent it, oh. to... Right? It's in the same. You treat it with that same kind of appreciation and value. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, this, this has more significance in intimate relationships. So talk a little bit about the tension between respect and responsibility, how they sometimes pull on each other. Because in a marriage, mm -hmm. you can call people higher toward respect. Um, or also, you can lose respect because somebody may seem irresponsible. Right? So there's always a tension between the two. I think there's a tension in, de in demand. We like yeah. to demand respect and, and pass on responsibility. Right? We yeah. like to, we want people to respect us hmm. um but we all like when you flip the table of that and you think wait respect is a mutual thing mm -hmm. right um and i think especially in the last 18 months when we're faced with this being together all yeah. the time and we hear this in scripture right familiarity breeds contempt yeah. and so what happens is you get so comfortable that the respect component uh -huh. can almost be like second hand like yeah, sec so you know true. like i'm so comfortable with you that i don't have to um, mind my words. I'm so comfortable yeah. with you that I don't have to mind my behavior. I I almost neglect my responsibility of treating you yeah. um, a certain way. Yeah, because as respect wanes, you 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 lose that sense of responsibility for the relationship. Yeah, right? you're just like it, it yeah. becomes too common, right? Yeah. It's just too common, and so you don't yeah. you don't um, give it the proper value. Yeah. So and then and then the flip side of that, there's a certain sense of um, responsibility, right? We have yeah. a responsibility to one another, yeah. um, to do our part, mm -hmm. to do what only I can do. Like you, you know, you can't demand certain things of me. I have to know for myself that yeah. I have to behave a certain way, yeah. or that I have to treat you a certain way. Or... And that's what we talked about last uh, two weeks ago. Yes, we're not responsible. It starts with me. Yeah, it starts with me, exactly. Mm -hmm. We're not responsible for people. Mm -hmm. We're responsible to them. So your, your level of responsibility is not to control what I do in our mm -mm. marriage. Mm -mm. You're by my level of responsibility is to behave and take care of my behavior yeah. to actually solicit out of you a certain response yeah. to that behavior. And to, too, right? you do keep me accountable. Yes. But it's not like if he doesn't do it, it's on me. Yeah, yeah. no. There's that. And then, you know, yeah. there's that component that no relationship is pain-free. And unhealthy That's relationships, important. you know, are very painful. 
they are. Yeah. But healthy relationships also produce some pain. Yeah, there's this idea that, that if you're in a healthy relationship, then you will not suffer any harm. There's no, no pain at all. And if there's a fight or, or any kind of attrition, then... Then it's unhealthy and I should let yeah, it go. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not that either. Every no. relationship has its conflicts, has its, you know, misunderstandings. And you yeah. do go through a certain level of pain, but pain can be healthy. Yeah. You know, pain can produce um, response. Pain yeah. a little bit. Obviously, we're not talking about trauma. We're not talking yeah. about, you know, behaviors that are un unhealthy that need to be fixed. But we're talking about a certain level of pain actually produces change. Yeah. It's like it's like everybody by the third week of January <laughs> when you've decided to go back to the, to gym, the gym. Yeah. And you go like I'm gonna do this and then by the third week you feel good but you're so sore. <laughs> you know? It's a good kind of pain. It's a good kind of pain. Because then, you're you're dealing with things well, that yeah. It's that component uh, we've we talked we talked about this before too, that guilt we need guilt. Yeah. Because guilt tells us we're doing something wrong. Mm. Right? If yeah. you don't have guilt, then you don't know you need to do something wrong, that you did something wrong and you don't know that to change it. In a relationship, the friction and the exchange that causes a little bit of pain can produce healthy results because yeah. you understand, hey, that wasn't good and I'm behaving this way. Yeah. I must change this. That's so you know? good. Well, so, me. Good. so pain is not always bad, yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, that's and because to love is to be vulnerable. That was deep. Ooh. Deep thoughts. But it's true. Yeah. Like If you think about the very beginning... Yeah. When Christ established relation, when God established relationship in the garden, He says that uh, when when God formed Adam and Eve and He put them in the garden, they were naked and unashamed. Yeah, vulnerable. So completely open to each other, and and. Well, and it's a sign that you are actually in a deep relationship yeah. that there is love, right? Because yeah. without vulnerability, you're really not. Yeah. That it, that relationship is shallow. But it opens you up to wounds, to be wounded or to to touch some of the old things that you haven't dealt with. So yeah. uh, that's important to understand that. And that's why mutual respect and mutual responsibility for one another in any relationship is super important. Yeah. And, and because if, if that exists, then even though you might go through pain, even though you might wound one another, you know that's never intentional. Like Alini and I, we've been married for nearly 20 years now. If I know it's worth celebrating, you could clap in your home right now. Yay! <laughs> if uh, if 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 something happens that I hurt her emotionally, never physically, but uh, <laughs> if something I have to say that these days you have to put a disclaimer, <laughs> or if something happened that she hurts me physically, hey! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> It's something that happens that, that I know that she had my best interest at heart. I know that. She, and she knows that I had her best interest at heart. Because we, we have a, a culture within our marriage that mutual respect and responsibility is present and it's valued. And once you hold each other to that level, then, that, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Usually the conversation is funny because when, yeah. when things like that happen, usually the conversation is not... Why did you do that? You know, yeah. how could you? Or that kind of exchange. It's usually, hey, help me understand yeah. what happened. Very important you know? question. Help, help me, me understand, understand what happened because yeah. some maybe we're just not seeing things in the same yeah. light. And, you know. Yeah. So, so, we want to talk about one specific thing that can be a drawback uh, for an unhealthy relationship. Because uh, the truth is that the vast majority of times when the relationship is unhealthy uh, and the chemistry is bad, because that could happen, you know, it could be that it could be that there is a, a clash in personality. That's real, right? People have bad chemistry. You work with somebody that you know you're never going to be best friends. So you, you, you just see them every day and you're civil, but you're not going to get close to that individual. Mm -hmm. um, and even in, in close relationships, uh, in, in family relationships, or even romantic relationships, you get to a point where you realize our personalities are not good. You're not gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna move forward. I'm not gonna propose. I'm not gonna get married because we're just not for each other. That that happens. But in the vast majority of time, what happens when a relationship is unhealthy and there's bad chemistry is not because the relationship itself is unhealthy. It's because the person is unhealthy. Yeah, 
bad. There's no unhealthy relationship. There's unhealthy people. Yeah. Individuals make the relationship. Yeah. So exactly. it's not like the relationship comes in and it. There's yeah. something wrong with it. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's the people. It's the people. So in other words, when, when, when he or she carries an unhealthy life and, an, and healthy feelings and healthy habits, unhealthy worldview, unhealthy cravings, expectations... Um, what happens more often than not is that uh, what you're noticing are things that the other person uh, is doing that's throwing you off or vice versa. Maybe you are doing something that's throwing them off and then somebody gives a feedback. Hey, you know, what the heck are you doing? Like, wh wh why, why, why did that happen? Like, who are... Uh, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And, and, and that's when fights happen. That's when... And then you get defensive. Every, yeah. You go, Yeah. how could you? How could you see that about me? Yeah, or how exactly. could you say that about me? Or how could you, you know, you're seeing it wrong. Like, you get really defensive. Yeah. Or you get mad. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. This is how you see me? Oh, what's wrong with you? I can't believe that you thought that this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, mutual respect and mutual responsibility. Uh, in that scenario, it begins to get tainted it begins to get warped and healthy mm -hmm. um and sometimes we don't even notice we just think that the relationship is the problem you especially don't notice if you grew up yeah. in that environment but yeah. close attention to whatever you yeah. grew whatever environment you grew up in and it was okay to treat each other like that it was okay to yeah. just kind of doubt and it was mm -hmm. okay to you know just come at someone else if yeah. that's the environment as a, when you get your you know you're an adult yeah. you just behave that way and you don't even notice it because you think yeah. that's normal exactly i want to read a scripture uh it's in proverbs 21 2 it says every way of a man is right in his own eyes but the lord weighs the heart think about that for a minute Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Just take that first sentence on that passage and think about how many fights uh, in your marriage or, you know, in your family happened because of that first sentence. You thought you were right. They thought they were right. And they thought that everything that they did was perfectly right. Therefore, you're in the wrong or somebody else is in the wrong and you're in the right. Yeah. Why? Because we always think we're right. That's not prideful. It's, it's because we are designed to make sure that every action we take is right. In our eyes, we're right. Yeah. We don't set out to do what's wrong. Just No. Nobody yeah. sets out to... To do it. To yeah. betray yeah. somebody to, you know... Not usually, right? Not usually. Well, it, you don't set out to a, deceive. You don't set out to hurt. You reason to get yeah. to that point. Oh, they deserve it. Oh, they don't do anything for me. Oh, you know. I have to. No, I, I have, have to look out for myself. I have to look out for myself. Otherwise, no one's nobody take care else of me. will. Yeah. yeah. There's always a reasoning where you you justify yeah. it and you think it's right. Yeah. So that's how that's how corruption happens in relationships, and that's how we get to a point where uh, respect and and responsibility go out the window. Uh, so there's got to be humility in, in that sense because you can't have respect for somebody unless there's humility. You can't have take responsibility for your own uh, shortcomings unless there is humility. Yeah. Right? Um, I want to talk about a specific, I want to take the conversation to a specific kind of unhealthy uh, emotion or behavior that affects a lot of people. And we're just going to park on this one. There's, there's many. But I think that as far as, uh, uh, because we're talking about responsibility and, and, and respect, uh, there's one kind of emotion that affects so many relationships. And it's with this pandemic and all that we've been through, I see it everywhere. And that is anger. Yeah, I wore the right color. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, that unhealthy anger. Anger. Yes. Right. Out of all the unhealthy feelings, I think that, that affect relationships, anger is the one at the top. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Well, yes. Um, most people think of anger and they think of outward anger. Yeah. Right? There are many forms of anger. There are so many forms of anger. Anger can um, We're gonna can talk play about, out. About yes, we will. But it can play forms, out in many yeah. ways. So anger is a core emotion that many people are dealing with right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's a primary emotion? I believe it is a 
primary emotion. But it's we learn anger, right? That's not something that we. It's a are response. Born with. Yeah, right? it's a so response. So therefore, secondary. <laughs> we see anger. It's a yeah. response. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a secondary emotion. Secondary emotion to something else going on. Yes, yeah. it's usually not um, the initial. Like yeah. you're dealing with other things, and then mm-hmm. the way you respond to it is with yeah. anger, right? Now there is there is a kind of emotion that that attaches itself to anger or even justification that because here's the thing that's tricky about anger anger can bring you a certain level of satisfaction why because you can feel like justified when you're angry at something or somebody it feels like that's the right thing to feel and to act on anger feels like righteousness right uh, because anger as this basic human emotion uh, can, can, can motivate you if it's used in the right way. Because there's some anger that's positive, right? Well, you have to get angry in order to change a few things, yeah. in, right? Like you think about the world and the people who, who are producing change, social yeah. change. You, at some point you were angry about something. And yes. then you decided you need to do something about yeah. it and not just stay angry. Yeah. Right? You work for the benefit of mankind. You get angry because of human trafficking. Injustice. You get angry because of hunger. You get angry because of things that... Yeah. I yeah. mean, you see a child hurt or you yeah. see a child going hungry or you see yeah. somebody be mistreated or, you know, yeah. that that is uh, righteous anger, right? Yeah. To produce change. Again, it's the same, same measure of when we feel guilty, we move yeah. to change. A little bit of anger in that sense is what you do with it. But the, how the, you the positive thing, the positive... The way that you see it is in the fruit, right? Jesus said, you shall know the tree by its fruit. So if the fruit of anger is a positive change, if the fruit of anger is, we're going to make things better. I, yeah, I'm angry that I'm, I'm, I'm going through this problem. I'm mad at it, not at the person necessarily. I'm at, mad at the situation. I'm going to make a change. Yeah, it's zeal. Yeah. I, I it's closely yeah. related to zeal, right? Yeah. When you love something so much yes. and you appreciate and yeah. you value something so much, yes, yeah. it gives you anger when something is being unjust towards it. Yeah. So when you have this deep appreciation or deep love for mankind yeah. or whatever, like if somebody hurts my kid, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get angry yeah. because I love that child so much. Yeah, when, when, something produce, is, yeah when there's wrong that's being done. Yeah, yeah. when wrong yeah. is being done, it'll produce yeah. a response. So the right measure of anger can do that, can be positive. But what happens when anger becomes unhealthy what happens when when our anger is not righteous but it's self-righteous selfish what happens when anger is not just but it's selfish right it's not the justice of god yeah and i think this is what happens is that the kind of when anger that we feel it doesn't lead us to solve the problem it leads us to seek revenge it leads us to act on resentment it leads us toward settling the score mm-hmm. or just severing relationships uh holding a grudge uh, becoming bitter mm-hmm. so unhealthy anger can become uh all sorts of things right mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about some of these things that unhealthy anger can appear some of the fruits of unhealthy anger one of the things is violence yes let's start at the top at the right the at the top yes you, you see it on TV, you see it, maybe you've seen it even in close relationships when people get actually violent, either with words or maybe even physically violent. This is the extreme, right? When there are fights and you physically... Well, extreme, yes, but some people, the way they grow up, might have been seen it a lot. That's what they saw in their homes. And that's, you know, that's yeah. the, the response, a lot of violence, aggression, yeah. Yeah. right, coming out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, um, I think, quickly, yeah. it's a quick escalation, es- escalation yeah. so it's violence and you see it and it's yeah. in everybody's face, but it's as bad as many other. And, yeah, and if you deal with that, let me just remind you, you know this, it never ends well. In the moment you think, I'm going to show them, I'm going to give yeah. them a piece of my mind, but it never ends well, and it'll put you in a cell. Yeah. It'll take you away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the problem with uh, anger is that that becomes violent is that you're not you're not healthy. Yeah. And you um, go into this you're in this unhealthy territory, right? Yeah. And you need healing, and a lot of people that are there too don't know 
how to how to find healing, right? Yeah. They don't know. Okay, this is just my natural response. Yeah. This is just immediately where I well, go. Well, this this is what people want out of violence. They want to regain what they lost. Yeah. Whether it be respect, whether it be as if uh, doing that will get it right. That, that's if. the thing. Like whether it be a, a status, whether it be a sense of, uh, um, sense of, of I guess. No, and what I've seen also is I need to make myself larger and yeah. other people smaller, yeah. right? And so that violence um, makes you feel like you're strong yeah. when really you feel weak mm-hmm. and you need to feel strong. Yeah. So it's like this weird response, yeah. right? And, and we see this. Let me remind you, you're not going to regain respect. You're not going to regain your it's status. That's not the way to do it, right? You're not, you're not going to get there. No. Violence against another person is not going to take you there, right? What's another another way that unhealthy anger manifests itself, uh, and and it shows because all of these things, they corrupt respect, and they corrupt our sense of responsibility for the relationship, mm-hmm. right? So what's another thing that? Outbursts. 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 What's like that? Something small. Something small happens. Like, okay, you see this in mothers, not me. <laughs> you see this. <laughs> Your kid is walking up to you and you are like, you have a million things on your mind. You got a million things to do. Not, not every mom is angry. I'm just giving an yeah. example. Yeah. And all of a sudden your kid walks up, mommy, can I? What? <laughs> what do you want? Have you ever seen that commercial? I don't remember. Like, I think it's for some cartoon where the kid just comes and goes, mom, 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 mommy, Seriously? mommy, mommy, oh mom, my gosh. mother, oh mother. My and she just goes, wow. <laughs> Okay, so I used to watch that before, like those, those commercials used to play before we had kids, and, and I was no like, way. "That's so odd." Yeah, and then now that's all I hear every day. <laughs> exactly. So when you uh, have unhealthy anger, now you've only not said every what time. a couple times. Only a couple. <laughs> but when you got stuff stored up there, right, and somebody walks up to you and calls you, or somebody yeah. asks you something else, or somebody does another thing, and your response is almost not at level. Yeah, think it's about this. Like, it doesn't take much to offend you, yeah. right? If somebody does something in traffic, or you're yelling. What like, is wrong with people? Every day you find a maniac on the road. Every day there's some ignorant person that you call an idiot. Every day there's something. But everybody that, is yeah. an idiot. No? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe just this morning you ordered some coffee. Somebody you said, I want milk. They put half and half in it and you lost it. Oh You're like, God. people are just incompetent. No. You know, that that's what we're talking about. You that's know. Outbursts. It's a little outburst right there. <laughs> you know, comes out. At, I mean, obviously, this is not everybody that has an outburst is angry and building things up. Yeah. No. But if you see that there's a pattern of that. It'll be really tough yeah. to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. If and then you might blame the relationship because you can't see that upon yourself. Or the other person gives you feedback that you're not willing to receive. And it'll be really hard for you to have a healthy relationship if you've had outbursts like that. Yeah. You know, and, and what, what you might think is this. They have no sympathy for me. They just don't see me. They, they don't, don't get it. They don't see how, what I've been going through. It might be genuine. Yeah. They don't see what I'm going through. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't value what I've done. Yeah. And that really upsets you. And, Look, and it causes you to lose respect for the relationship. Yeah. And it might be, a, okay, we're not dis, yeah. disregarding the fact that maybe you have been yeah. neglected. And maybe you have been not seen, yeah. right? But there is a, a measure of your responsibility yeah. to how you respond. Well, because here's the lie. The lie is this. If they simply cared, yeah. all I need for them to do is to care. If they just cared enough, I wouldn't be this angry. Okay. So you're putting nope. the responsibility of, of dealing with your anger on the other person. It's their yeah. fault that I'm angry. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. Therefore, every single outburst is justified. Because if they had put the milk instead of the half and half, if they have not, you know, yeah. and people are f- yeah. failing. And when you like, get used to doing fail. that often yeah. and just putting the blame on other people and neglecting responsibility, yeah. um, you'll see that all your relationships will become the same pattern, right? The yeah, same. It'll, be, it'll be tough. All of a sudden you look around, it's everybody else's fault? Yeah. You it'll know? be tough for people to... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right. What's another... Another uh, another 
way that ang uh, unhealthy anger shows itself? This one is one I particularly know very well, and it's isolation. Isolation. Because Why do you know else, very well? Well, because this is the mechanism I like work towards, work against. Because people don't think of anger and isolation as things that are connected. No, they're super because you think everybody else is wrong, and you think... You take all these things we just talked about, and instead of being active about it, you passive mm. isolation. You so withdraw. It, I think this happens a lot to introverts. Yeah. People who are introverts, they don't want to to uh, uh, externalize the anger, and so yeah. the way they manifest itself, I don't want to deal with anybody. I just don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to deal with anybody. I'm just going to be I'm just going to be on my own. Yeah. I'm good. I like me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about everybody out there. But I like me, and you know, yeah. so you t you get away, so that, and also it's a, a way to protect your heart, because mm. if I could withdraw and not be around people, I won't get hurt again. Yeah, and then I won't feel all the same things again. So yeah. it's a it's a passive way of dealing with the anger. Yeah. So just remove yourself from everything. And it's another another way where you bestow the responsibility on another person, because you can say, no, I love life. Like I, I the, the issue is not with me. It's just other people. They always get on other my suck. nerves. Yeah, they want to get on my nerves. <laughs> you know, and, and you might be sure that it's their problem. In your mind, it might be like, man, I got so worked up. If I just wasn't in that scenario, if I wasn't with that person, if I wasn't in that room, I wouldn't have to go through that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in your life, you might be like, oh, man, it, it's emotionally draining. It's hard physically. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so you just kind of, you know, back away, isolate. And the problem is this. If you isolate, for those that are married for a second, like yeah. it's, you can have an easier time isolating if you're single. But yeah. if you're married and you start to isolate, the longevity of that relationship is on a time clock. It's really hard. Because you're not yeah. engaging. And the reality is you can't be roommates for too long. And the truth is people think that, no, I'm not isolated if I'm married. Like we sleep oh, together. We have breakfast together. Uh -uh. It's, we're not you, talking about physical isolation. This, we see this all the time, yeah. okay? I'm not even, like, we see this all the time. Married couples who have not have a real intimate conversation yeah. and have not talked to each other about what's actually going on in a long time. But you yeah. see each other every day. Yeah. But you don't talk about the things that actually are hurting you or, yeah. or, or weighing on you or, you know. So yeah. you isolate in the same room. Yeah, that's not good. Mm -mm. So you got to open up. And then I think this might be the last one that we are going to address. There might be one or two, but uh, we're talking about re resentment. That's another unhealthy anger uh, element mm -hmm. that anger can produce, right? Resentment. Yeah, because you bottled it up. Yeah. You've been harboring anger and you've been harboring mm -hmm. issues and you're keeping the clock. Like It's almost like you have a checklist yeah. of things that they have done. And it keeps going and you're tallying and then instead of forgiving and letting go and cleaning yeah. the slate, you keep to you keep um, growing in resentment and you're growing in bitterness and you're growing yeah. in anger and then you know, years go by. Yeah. Um, and all of That's a sudden very you, easy. It, years go by and you almost don't recognize each other anymore. Yeah, and the problem is that resentment can shape your worldview. Mm -hmm. You begin to see the world through the lenses of resentment. You begin to see the world through the lenses of what had happened to you. For example, somebody who's been cheated, mm -hmm. right, multiple times. Mm -hmm. You begin to see all men or all women as that kind of person, unfaithful, kind mm -hmm. of person that you know you can't trust. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be hard for you, and that's it's not nat it's natural. If it's not healed, it's natural. You will automatically. Be more reserved. You'll live suspiciously. You'll live suspiciously. You're not going to... Why? Because there's resentment in the heart. Yeah. And you can apply that principle to a whole other uh, set of, of, of circumstances where the trauma and the difficulty that you lived through became the rule with the which lens. you measure, the lens with which you see the world, mm -hmm. the rule with which you measure every relationship. And it becomes really hard for other people to get to you because they... They haven't gone through it. And so you got to deal with that resentment. But anger can, can, get, can get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one more. Yes. Uh, the last Another one is... Another passive one. 
yeah, it's another passive one. Yes. Um, anger that leads to depression. And it's the expression of anger um, that you just can't, because you're so angry and everything is so wrong, you can't see hope and you can't see yeah. ahead. And you can't, it's all despair. It leads to despair in the outcome of your life. Yeah. Like if you have been hurt so many times or if you have you know bottled these things up and you're so angry with what the world is showing you offering you or what relationships have done to you you yeah. look into the future and you say there is no hope yeah i mean everybody is this way and everybody is and you make generalizations now yeah. and these generalizations become again this lens yeah. right gets yeah. thicker and thicker and thicker and now you're depressed because Really, I can't see myself ever finding a good, you know, yeah. husband or wife, or I can't see myself ever having a good be best friend yeah. or a friend. I can't see myself ever getting along with my family. I can't. Yeah. And you become depressed yeah. because you need it. You, you lose need hope. To have it. You lose hope. Yeah, you hopelessness hope. leads um, you there. Now there is a kind of depression that is physical, mm -hmm. where you need, you know, it's hormonal. It's like. You need, you oh, need actual... This yeah. is, uh, let, let be very clear. Never yeah, yeah. Uh, neglect depression in any way. See yeah. somebody, see a specialist, yes. see a doctor. It's not a yes. matter of, hey, let me just, you know, yeah. try to see if I can forgive everyone and get better. No, like if you are struggling with depression, please go see talk someone. Some, go talk, talk to, to somebody, someone. Yeah. Because it is very, very um, detrimental yeah. to your mind, to your soul, to everything. So please see someone. Um, what we're saying here is that there are some forms yeah. of depression that um that are because of this because of this anger that are bottled that is bottled up inside and um can be yeah. one of the prescribed and one of the measures to handle yeah. it is this is to learn yeah. to again forgive learn learn to see the world um in different ways yeah. and relationships in different ways yeah so i want to i want to close with this scripture um in romans 12. and i want you to think about respect and responsibility as we go through this scripture because all of these things that we talked about, uh, they have in their root, obviously we talked about anger, but they have in their root the casting of responsibility upon another. And it ju they justify the loss of respect for other people. Now, when Christ came, the world was in chaos, much worse chaos than we see today. And the, the, the hopelessness among the people of, of the Jewish people because they had been taken over by Roman uh, rule, uh, was at a level where the only way that they could see themselves getting out of that situation was by a revolt, was by in in installing a, a, a leader, a king. And Jesus comes with a completely different message. Jesus comes with a message where uh, whatever, whatever is... Uh, the expectation of the people to go against other people, Jesus says, you know what? You have to love one another. You have to respect the individual. You have to see that we are all brothers and sisters. And that seemed like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the people like, are thinking insurgents. And yeah, Jesus is yeah. coming with love. And Yeah, and he's like, that, that's, not, that's not what we need at all. It almost seems like Jesus is, is using the wrong strategy. And, and when we are dealing with the kind of things that we're dealing today in the world, or maybe you're dealing in your family, the, the, the Christian prescription may seem like the wrong way to go. It seems like fairy tales and unicorns, right? Like, exactly. Like planting, like planting flowers with Jesus is what I heard one time. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like the, 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 you know, if you're old school, like the manly thing to do, or mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like the strong thing to do, or it doesn't seem like the righteous thing to do. But the way of Christ is the way of healing. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we need is healing. Yeah. If we're dealing with anger. So let's go to the yeah. scripture. Uh, it's in Romans chapter 12. And I think we're starting on verse 9. Yes, verse 9. You want to read, Bed? Sure. Let love be genuine. Arbor what is evil. Hold Abhor. fast. Sorry. Arbor what is evil. <laughs> Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. 
Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, hmm. but give thought to do what is honorable in the spirit of all. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Believe it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will reap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Oof. I mean, you kind of wow. just have to kind of breathe as you read this in, you know? Yeah. It's like, you want to say, what? <laughs> if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to eat, to drink. For by doing so, you will heat burning coals. I, I'm just, yes and amen. Just, yeah, because what know? that means is like they'll be confounded. Like, why are you being kind to me? Yeah. Because people have a conviction of what they're doing. And when they think they're in a fight, they're going to escalate. But if you bring love, if you bring reconciliation, if you bring kindness, mm -hmm. it throws them upside down. Love is a powerful weapon. You know, I, one of my favorite scriptures is God yeah. uses the foolish things to shame the wise. And a little bit of this is like, it's so foolish to think that love will actually make that kind of difference. But it wow. is. But it does. And it's powerful. And it's life-changing. And doing the opposite of what culture or people would think that you would do, right? Your response, you should yeah. respond that way. What are you doing? Look at the ripple effect the life of Christ has caused. Yeah. Every time you hear, you hear people talk about good values and common values in our cultures, because they don't want to say Christ. They don't want to yeah. say the way of God. They don't want to say it, but that's what it is. Love one another is a Christian value. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, forgiveness is a Christian value. Do unto others value. like to be done to Do unto others. That the, the golden rule yeah. is a Christian value. And, and so um, it has literally changed the world. It has already. It's a proven method. Yeah. And so it, it, for us to think that it will not be the right response in our own lives, just look around. Is, is it worth escalating anything, right? So I want to hone in on one thing uh, for us to do, and that is? Forgive. Yeah. Forgive. I mean, there is no way around this, okay? If you want to have healthy relationships, yeah. if you want to see repair happen in your life and in your soul and your mind, Physically, even there are lots of people who are living with symptoms that are spiritual symptoms that are emotional yeah. um, and they're seeing it in their bodies you know if you want to have like fruitful relationships and change the way things are going in your life forgiveness yeah. is not something you can bypass no it's not it's not something you can neglect yeah, he, or leave and here's, here's what we need to understand we all carry things we all have things from our past things that we we've dealt with and if we're going to preserve our relationships, our marriages, our family relationships, we need to be able to overcome some of those things so that we can nurture respect and so that we can take responsibility for those relationships. Your current spouse or your future spouse should not have to pay for the mistakes that your mom and dad made, for what was done to you. Your spouse should not take on the brunt of the resentment that you carry towards somebody else. Let me encourage you. Let us encourage you today and plead with you to forgive, to let go. As long as you're holding on to that offense, as long as you're holding on to that, to that anger, as long as you're holding on to that deception from the enemy, you will not get over it. You're going to have, you're going to struggle in your relationships all the way. Because yeah. anger keeps you tied to the past. Yeah. Anger keeps you connected to that which was done to you. Anger keeps you connected to your trauma. But forgiveness 
forgiveness cuts that cord. It cuts that rope. And so we want to encourage you today. Forgive. Forgiveness is the best therapy you won't pay for. Yeah. I know a lot of us are saying, I need to go to therapy to fix this and to fix that. And honestly, forgiveness will do a lot of that work of releasing things. And I'm not saying don't go to therapy. Go to therapy, please. What I'm saying is if some, some of you already know already know that you have been carrying things and unforgiveness and you see these people often you're like anger just you know so start with forgiveness yes and then remember that you have a part to play in every relationship in your life it's not the other person's responsibility to manage your 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 emotions it's not their responsibility to make sure you're not angry it's not their responsibility to make sure you don't have resentment it's not their responsibility to to do the maintenance of your soul it is your responsibility in your own life to take up the mantle to become more christ-like to become godly and to prize the relationships in your life as god has called you to to love one another with the love of christ to love one another as god has loved us and that is applicable to your marriage that's applicable to your relationship as a dad, as a mom, as a son, as a daughter, as a coworker. We are all in, in, in relationships that we are responsible to, especially those closest to you. So let me encourage you to invest. And investment begin with, begins with you making sure that you're upholding the relationships in your life with respect and that you're taking the responsibility for what is uh, your part in that relationship, yeah. right? And with that, um, I think I think we can close right here. We can close, right? Yes. Um, I want to give an opportunity for those of you who are watching. Uh, maybe this is your first time. Maybe somebody sent you the link, and you're not even watching it live. You're watching later in the week, and uh, uh, you you you're not connected to God. Maybe you're listening to this talk or this message because. Uh, in your heart, you feel like you need some tools to better your life. Um, but you might think, man, I'm, I'm cold. Uh, I've grown cold toward God and, and I've disconnected from God. And I don't really have a relationship with Jesus or with God. And I want to give you an opportunity to change that today and to connect to God. And from the bottom of our hearts, uh, we believe it. That if you do that, everything will change for the better. There's no better decision that you can make not only for yourself, but for those around you, than to follow Jesus' way. To say, Jesus, I want you as my Lord, as my master. I want to follow your way of life. I've tried the strategies of the world. I've tried anger. I've tried revenge. I've tried paying people back what they deserve. Uh, 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 What is it? I've tried Uh, ignoring them. Yeah, an eye for an eye. I've tried that. (laughs) But now I want to try your way, the way of life. Jesus said that God sent his son into the world that whosoever believes in him would not perish. And God did that because he loves you. And he also said that he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. There's no condemnation in Christ. But that the world may be saved through him. And that's the message of Christ, the message of salvation. So if you, found tra- if you, if you're, if you find yourself trapped today, you need salvation. If you find yourself in a situation where uh, you feel like you you can't get over it, like you can't get over the pain, you can't get over the hurt, you can't get over whatever is holding you back, you need salvation. Amen. You need salvation. So let's pray a simple prayer of dedication. And if that's you, you can comment on the line. We have hosts in every platform right now getting ready for you. So uh, the link is coming uh, for you. And you can fill in a connect card and let us know. But let's pray this simple prayer of dedication. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord. And I ask you to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. And I give you everything. I give you my pain, my hurt. All the things that I went through. And I ask you to restore me. Make me the person that you have called me to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I offer you my life from this day forward. Amen. Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, believe something new, begin. What are the three things that we encourage people to do, honey? Well, number one, we encourage you to pray. Because you can't have a relationship with someone who you don't talk to. Yeah. 
So every want, day. Every day. Every day. You want to have a conversation with God every day. Yes. And that's just it. Just have that's a conversation it. with Him. Uh, number two is read a Bible. You know, if you don't yes. have one, hopefully we will be back next week for you to come and we'll give you one. Yeah. If not next week, the week after. Or go to Amazon. You know, a Bible is easy to find in America. Thank you, Or Jesus. just download the YouVersion app and start right now. App. Yeah. Yes, read your Bible every day. We encourage you to start with the words of Jesus that are found yeah. in either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Um, and then lastly, we encourage you to plug into our community because this is yeah. a life that is not done alone. Yeah, come so, back come back to our services as often. Come as, back, hopefully again next week in yeah. person. But if not, come back, tune in next week. Um, yeah. If you don't live in the area, please find a good Bible-based church in your area where you can attend. But please attend. Yeah. It is it is so important that you're connected to a community and you're growing yeah. together and you're doing life together. And that's it. That's it. As you If you do that, uh, we, we tell people, give us a year of your life. And if, if it doesn't change, um, it will change. We guarantee it. Or we give you but your you, coffee you, back. Your donut back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, as Alini already alluded to, uh, we most likely we will be in person next week. We don't know. What's happening is Disney Movies is shooting a movie at West Hill High School. And uh, so the city had already agreed with them before. We thought we were going to be able to share the space. But there are a couple of, of things that they're doing that will u- utilize the space that we're in. So in uh, those Sundays will be online. And we don't, we won't know until the week of. So yeah. stay connected. I know this is, this is not the way we do so things. So fun. <laughs> but we're navigating this situation, and this is what I want you to do: pray for a permanent location. Amen. We're in faith, believing that God has a permanent location for us to put roots in this city. This city is a city that God has given us uh, as a church to minister, to bless, to reach to people, to help marriages, to help kids to help in every way that this church is available to in a permanent location. Not just I'm not just talking about Sunday services. Imagine what we could do as a church if we had a building to minister from, to bless the community. Uh, man, we could do so much. So pray for that. Uh, we've been praying for, for it more intensely and intentionally since January 2020. And uh, we believe God can do something incredible and miraculous. And... Uh, and so keep praying. Amen. Amen. You want to pray us out? Pray out. Amen. Jesus, we worship you this morning, God. Yes. We give you our hearts. We give you everything in it, God. And we pray that you would guide our steps, that you'd show us your way, Father. We want to look more and more like you every day. So teach us your ways. Develop in us um, kindness and all the fruit of the Spirit, Father. Just develop in us as we grow, as we get closer to you, we pray for over our city, God. Bless our city. Yes. Father, we pray against all the COVID cases and all yeah. the diseases and sickness, Father. We just speak healing over our city, God. And Thank we you, bless Lord. this uh, state. We bless our nation, God. And we just worship you with our whole hearts. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us online today. God bless you. We'll see you next week, either right here in in online or in person at West Hill High School. God bless you, everybody.